0: Tell them what we're going to be talking about tonight.
1: Oh, everything under the sun. We got recap from last week. Um, is there a schism? We're not really going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> preview for this week. You know, we got lightning round back.
0: Cool. We got me back. It'll be a fun show. Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. Uh, I am Matt Anderson, and I am your host. I'm sorry, my cat is wanting to make an appearance tonight. Um, He's I trying to do a form my, tackle. I know. I, it's throwing me off. I mean, I, I've been out of the game here for, what, a week and a half, and, and now i got to deal with that right off the start of the show? All right. Well, anyway, welcome to Vikings Happy Hour. I'm your host, Matt. You can find me on Twitter. Matt Anderson underscore eight, and I'm here with my co-host Ryan. You can find him on Twitter, uh, sports guy rye, and producer Dave. I'm not even going to begin to uh, say your Twitter handle. It's like
0: it's Luft you- underscore Krieger, which in Norse translates to translates to air warrior. Oh, <laughs> I love it.
1: Well, that's that's cool. I didn't ever know that. I was always wondering, why is why is your handle that? But now now we know. So uh, first and foremost, Ryan, thank you for holding down the fort last week. Um, it was about this time last week where I was just getting back from a little road trip. So uh, you and Crockett and Dave, um, you did well. I mean, Thanks. You just yeah. You know,
2: I, I do not envy being in your seat. Uh, I, I'd much <laughs> rather just being, you know, uh, be the one getting asked questions than actually trying to pace the show and i mean i think we went about 10-15 minutes over so uh but no it was a good time 20, I, had a, I had a great time uh, i think crockett did a great job of course dave yeah. always does so um would, would definitely love to you know anytime you need somebody to step into that uh host chair um host number one chair i more than happy <laughs> to do it it was a good time
1: i appreciate that i have to address uh vikings rome's comment already he's he's calling me out uh wearing a Diggs-Bills jersey on a Vikings happy hour show. But you know what? Ryan gets to talk about his Oklahoma Sooners from time to time, so I just get to, to strut my fandom for Stefan Diggs. So it is what it is. You can be unhappy about it, but uh, don't worry. I'll get a Jefferson or Kendricks jersey at some point. So anyway, <laughs> before we get talking about Vikings, uh, I have two comments. First is, I thought I improved my camera. I feel like it looks better, but then I look at Dave's camera and it, his looks better as well. So I just feel like I can't ever catch up to that level of Oh, and mine's yet. not
0: even close to where I want it to be. And I had a box light go out. People can see on my left, right, the viewer's right, my face is darker, right? Yeah. It's more in shadow because I have a box light up there that I used and it went out during last night's show. And uh, I think it's, re- I don't think it's the bulb, I think it's the receptacle on the back. But I've got to troubleshoot and fix that. No, if you want to go camera, we need to talk about 4K. All right, and we'll, we'll then, talk uh,
1: about it after the show then. Then we'll
0: really <laughs> crank this quality up. <laughs> um,
1: I was going to dive right into Vikings. Ryan, I'd be remiss if I didn't let you have about 2 minutes to just talk about your Sooners and the comeback last weekend. So go ahead.
2: <laughs> I'll be quick. Uh, you know, I it was a very frustrating weekend actually. You know, we I had a I had a big win prediction for the Sooners to stomp the the Longhorns, you know, Horns down always. Uh, however, you know, they they were actually getting whooped. Uh, I was talking to Dave. Within 2 minutes they were down 14 nothing. Um you know, shortly thereafter, they're down twenty-eight-seven, halftime thirty-eight to twenty. It was just not great. But you know, Lincoln Riley finally wised up, took out Spencer Rattler, uh, put in Caleb Williams, um, just lit a spark under that team. Uh, they they are playing excited. They're playing uh, you know passionate. Um, he was he was a fiery competitor in that game. A lot of big time throws, giving his uh, receivers a chance to make a 50-50 play, and they did. Uh, Marvin Mims was the hero of the game outside of Caleb Williams and, uh, erased that deficit, that 21 point deficit, the 18 point deficit at halftime, uh, to win by six, seven, I think it was 55 to 48. So, um, big, big time win, but similarly, you know, it, you know, you think you're going to crush a team just like I thought the Vikings are going to crush the lions. And, uh, and, and we're actually, I, technically, I did, uh, just to try to play a little devil's advocate, I did say that we would win by a narrow margin. I think I said eight points on the show last week, uh, but I th- really did think we were going to crush them and to, to win by the you know hair on our nutsack. Basically, that was a bad. It was a bad game, and it was a very yeah. frustrating Sunday. So, um, at where at least Saturday was very frustrating. A lot of swear words in the house that erupted into excitement and, and happiness. I couldn't even be that excited after the Vikings game. It was just a brutal loss. So, or a br- it was a brutal win. Brutal, I should say. brutal, brutal
1: victory. Win. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. let's talk a little bit more about that. I know uh, I have been uh, the Homerest of Homers on on this show, and amongst climbing the pocket when we look at score predictions, uh, I felt very confident that Zimmer would blow out uh, a, a not even mediocre team. It's I mean they just suck. And Ryan will probably disagree a little bit because he thinks they have a little bit of fight in them. But, um, but what I'll say is, in the past, and I think somebody in our climb of the pocket chat said this too. But uh, Zimmer has beaten up on these these crappy teams, right? Like that's what really stood out. Like he's kind of hung with like the the middle of the road teams. Sometimes he can compete with the the upper dogs, but when it comes to the lower tier of the NFL, Zimmer kicks their ass and. It was a little nerve wracking to not see that this past weekend. Now his defense did great, uh, outside of maybe the two minute defense, uh, in in both halves. That's just been their bugaboo all season long. Um, but back to the game itself, you know, I I, I do think the defense played well. Um, I don't know, Ryan, what's like what's going on with our offense right now? It was. This team can never click on all cylinders, and if they could just do it at one time, they'd be such a good team. But they just can't.
2: Yeah, honestly, I I'm a, I'm dumbfounded. I I'm not sure what it is. Obviously, we uh, on the show last week, I did uh, do a little thing called Trender Mirage, uh, a new mm-hmm. added thing to our lightning round, and I asked the guys, um, is Kirk uh, is Kirk game two and three and Clint Kubiak's game two and three. And I think I said the O lions game two and three are those trend or are those like, uh, um, you know, trend or mirage or whatever, that whatever terminology I use. And um, everyone seemed to think that the weeks two and three were the real Vikings. Right. Um, And, and it's showing to not be the case. It's showing that weeks one and four, and, and I'm not talking Kirk here. I I, I don't think Kirk himself played poorly. Um, he didn't play great. Uh, he, he did fine. Like, I, I think he did what we asked him to do. I think it's the play calling. I think it's Click Kubiak or Mike Zimmer, whoever you want to place blame on, um, that, you know, we got the lead and we are comfortable with that. And we are ready to just kind of ride it out. And we weren't going for the, the kill shot. And uh, unfortunately – you can't do that against hungry teams. So, so, again, you had mentioned the Lions are a bad team. Yes, they are. They're a bad team. But they're a proud team. They're they're a team that has a lot of fight in them. They have a, they're have they a team yeah. that isn't going to just go away. I mean, you look at all the teams they face right now. The 49ers they lost to. They were down big, and they came back to only lose by 8. Again, it's still a decent margin, but they, they came back. You have the Baltimore Ravens, who – just had a miraculous comeback themselves. They were 66 yard field goal away from beating the Baltimore Ravens who by all accounts are one of the top teams in the league. They, um, put up a big fight against the Packers in the first half of their game, uh, in the, the game that they played. And yeah, I think they got kind of whooped up by the bears. I think it was the week before they played us, but, um, They have fight in them, and they have, like, and they're hurt. I mean, we played a team that was out two starting offensive linemen, um, their best or second best pass rusher, um, their top two or three cornerbacks. Um, I mean, they were depleted, and they almost beat a Dalvin Cookless and Michael Pierceless team. Uh, Vikings mm-hmm. team that's supposed to, again, by all accounts, by Vikings Twitter, this was supposed to be a minimum a minimum, a playoff team, if not you know, aspirations to reach a Super Bowl. I think a lot of us were had our expectations tempered there a little bit, but there were some in this fan base that fully expected the Super Bowl. So to, And I think I said this in, the, in our Climb in the Pocket group chat. If I'm a Lions fan right now, I'm more proud of my team than the Vikings fans should be of theirs. I know they lost. They didn't win the game, but they put up a fight and they almost beat a team that they had no business in beating, right? And uh, sure, a yeah. win's a win. I get it, but and and I'm not a big moral victory guy. But if I'm a Lions fan with the roster that that team has, for them to compete with our team is that that that's inexcusable for Mike Zimmer and staff because i don't put the i don't think i put the blame on the players. I I don't think that this was a player issue this week. I think it was 100% a coaching issue.
1: Yeah, and it's it's all about expectations, right? Like our expectations are playoffs whereas the expectations of the Detroit Lions is let's just upset some teams this year and throw their season out of whack. And they almost did it to us, right? Like everybody i <laughs> I feel like a couple weeks ago in, in the final score, Dave was talking about how uh, Zimmer had his, uh, well, his butt cheeks clenched a little bit when it came to, to how the game was going. Uh, I think all of the players and all the coaches on the sideline uh, were, yeah, they were, they were nervous. They were, uh, Zimmer had to have been fearful for his job had he lost that game. Um, I saw Absolutely. Doogie come out with it this week, uh, just replying to somebody with, uh, on Twitter, and he said, fans' expectations are high. The expectations within that building are higher, which to me says a lot about how hot Mike Zimmer's seat actually is. Um, when I think when the season kind of started, I thought, you know what, get to the playoffs. Um, you could probably get one win. And be safe. I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think they saw what happened in New Orleans a couple years. They, I think the the owners kind of got wooed by the, you know, crazy finish with uh, Thielen and and Rudolph and, and whatnot. But I don't think that's the case anymore. I think. I think. It, it. I'm going off on a different tangent here, but it kind of surprises me if the expectations are so high within the Vikings organization. That they'd wave the white flag as many times as they do within games. Zimmer's not being as aggressive as I thought he would be this season. Um, there have been a couple instances, but I mean, even think about, you know, when when Greg Joseph missed that forty nine yard field goal, right? Uh, that's an opportunity right there where I think it was like fourth and four. You could just go for it and continue to drain the clock, maybe score a touchdown, whatever. But what ends up happening is they missed the field goal. You know, we all know what happened the rest of the game. So that part is kind of surprising me this year is Zimmer's lack of aggressiveness. And I hope, I hope, and I feel, I feel like I say this so many times, uh, I hope this is a wake-up call for this team, right? You almost yeah. lost to the Lions. And we saw the exchange on the sideline. Some fans wanted to say that it was a fight between Zim and Kirk. I think, if anything, it was relief uh for both of them uh combined with some excitement with the fact that they actually won but i hope uh i was listening to pat mcafee's podcast the other day and he's like hopefully this just rips the lid off right for this vikings team and they can put it all together now and realize hey we need to play better there were too many mistakes this past weekend um Mainly, I th- offensively, there were obviously one. I'll let you speak to the offensive side of the ball, but I want to talk quickly about special teams, the mistakes on special teams that we had. Um, Greg Joseph missing a 49-yard field goal short. That's rare. I mean, I- I've seen shanks left and right, but to come up short after you've been nailing 50-yarders, that's a little weird to me. Um, but the other thing that really drove me nuts is Amir Abdullah returning kicks. Uh, there was one for sure that was going out of bounds that he fielded, and I think we took the ball at like the twenty. Uh, And then I think think it was like the the
2: 15. It was like the 15. Yeah, it It was. was It's bad. It was such a bad decision. Yeah.
1: And I know you like D.D. Westbrook. I think he had a, a bad punt return. Right. He just kind of misjudged it. And it was a boom of a punt. So it's hard for me to say like what you should and shouldn't do there.
2: Well, it was within, it was, I think within like the eight yard line or something like that. And I know with anything within the five, they kind of leave it up to judgment because in theory that ball is supposed to fly, you know, bounce out of the back of the end zone. But, um, but obviously that was just a hell of a punt granted at that point, maybe try to fair catch it. But I mean, you know, we, you, you don't want him fielding that punt and then doing what he did a couple weeks ago, which he lost like four yards and, vikings twitter lost their damn mind like uh it's just a tough call you know you have to make a decision and i I, i'm not saying he made the right one but in i think technically by the book he did the right move like let it have an opportunity to bounce out of the end zone because either way you're gonna be stuck right there but yeah
1: yeah daniel brings up a good point field awareness right you need to know where where you're looking um Kaya asked a question in the comments and I'm going to leave that question to you, but do you think it would have been better for the team overall if we lost on Sunday and Zimmer lost his job?
2: I mean, um, (laughs) long-term, I don't know. Zimmer's going to lose his job regardless, right? Like, he's not going to keep his job unless we make a run into the playoffs. And at this point we just got through, I think our our easiest part of our schedule. Now we have the hardest schedule left remaining schedule left in the NFL right now. So I can't imagine we're going to make it through this gauntlet um, with our heads above water. I think we're, I think he's done. Um, Now, would it be better to just kind of, you know, take him out to the pasture and, and let him go now I I don't know what value you're going to get out of that. I'm a big proponent of it, I guess just because then we can get a head start on what we're looking for next on this next go around. Um, There's a lot of very intriguing names out there that, um, that really get me excited as, as a, as a fan um, of who we can potentially go grab, but um, you can't really talk to anyone until the end of the year anyway. So it it all kind of doesn't really matter. So, would it have been better for us to lose and, and, and start that train now? Maybe uh, more or less just from a draft pick perspective. I think we probably would start trying to throw in the towel a little bit and, you know, maybe see what we have out of some of these younger guys, which would be better for us in terms of the future. Um, but at the same time, you know, you guys you got guys like uh, Anthony Barr, who's in his last year with the team. Uh, you have guys who likely might be on their last year of the team, anyway. Uh, that mm-hmm. you know, you want to give them your best effort, I think, and uh, they owe that to us, and we probably owe that to them.
1: Yeah, and and I don't want to get like too bleak about the future, but I think regardless of how this year ends, I think fans should be ready for potentially a worst, a, a very worst season next year. I mean, we have a lot of people on one year contracts. Um, the whole staff could look different. Uh, front office could look different. I mean, there it, would it, be some complete overhaul changes, um, coming next year. And so that's why, I, that's why I say like for this season, like, I think everyone kind of is reading between the lines, but just, just embrace, uh, the Vikings this year, um, as much as you can. Right. Uh, and have fun with it. This doesn't need to be, uh, I told you so like some fans were doing after the first couple of weeks with Kirk and his stats or uh you know, it, it, we're all fans of this team. Uh we all ultimately want to see a Super Bowl. But I think um we should really just take a hold of what we have right now, uh and, and embrace it because I think I think the future does look pretty bleak, uh barring some big surprise or Kellen Mond being the next, you know. Patrick Mahomes or or what and and
2: I don't think I don't think the future needs to look that bleak though uh you know just from a perspective of you know our offense is pretty set in stone right now I mean almost everyone is going to set to return next year outside of Udo I think is on the last year of his deal if I'm not mistaken um outside of that I think everyone else is under contract for 2022 um so offense should look the same. I mean, maybe look entirely different from a scheme, schematic perspective, but right. uh, should look the same from a personnel perspective. Um, defense is going to look much different now. Could yeah. that be absolutely awful? Yes, it could be. Could it be th- a more of the same? It's not like this defense is dominating right now. We're going to have Hunter. We're going to have Kendricks. We're likely going to have. Uh, we're going to have Harrison Smith. He signed that new contract, and yeah. we're going to. And, and we're going to have Tomlinson. So, you know, we're going to have those core staples and then we're going to need to fill in around them just like we did essentially this year. So um, I, I don't think it necessarily needs to be bleak, but it uh, it is going to be different. And that's yeah. uh, because we will have a new coaching staff at minimum and likely maybe a new GM. So we'll see, um, you know, but, you know, to go back to the the Lions game real quick here. um are or actually i'm sorry let's go back to zimmer quick because you had said you're hoping him to be more aggressive and i think you had kind of mentioned a couple of fourth down things it's more than just fourth down it's more than just going for it oh, on fourth and, fourth and five in the opponent's um, side of the field it's it, it's just being having an aggressive mindset throughout the whole game plan it's Letting Kirk cook, so to speak, right, and letting him air the ball out, letting him make those deep passes, letting him, you know, when we're up 14, try to get up by 21, try to get up by 28, try to get up by 35. It doesn't matter if there's a lot of time or a little time left. Be aggressive and try to win that game and try to put your opponent in their place. There's zero reason why we should have been playing the offensive game plan we had when we had that lead against the Lions this week. We should have been airing it out. Their weakest part of their defense is their secondary. And we did not do that in the second half. Justin Jefferson fell off the face of the earth in the second half, and that's not his fault. He was open. We just weren't throwing those passes. We weren't calling those plays. We weren't scheming up those matchups. We were running the ball, and we were playing conservative. And that's what I think you mean and what we all want to see out of this game plan going forward is – And you even heard it last night or not last night, two nights ago, or whenever it was uh, with, with the Colts, they did the same thing. And look what happened to them. Right. Like, and the coach called himself out on that, which I don't think Zimmer or um, Clint would probably do, or I don't know, maybe they did, but um, I, I think that we need to have more of a holistic, aggressive mindset versus just a situational fourth down. Let's go for it. No, just pedal to the metal until you, truly don't need to. And yeah. I don't know when that number is, but if that's a 35 point lead, then that's a 35 point lead.
1: Yeah. Um couple more points on the on the game last week and then we'll move along to the 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 preview of the Vikings versus the Panthers. Um Dave, I don't know if you're if you're there right now, if you want to come out and talk about Christian Derisaw for a little bit. Uh it's an offensive <laughs> lineman so I know I know you get excited about him, and we have good ones now. So uh, what are your takeaways for uh, Christian Derrissaw on Sunday?
0: Uh, He has sand in his pants. I love it. (laughs) Um, uh, Watching him on tape, there are a few things I would tweak, but for the most part, his balance is good. Uh, When defensive ends try to come up on him, he has good hand. Uh, placement, usually stunned him, right? They did not get through him. There was no power rush through him whatsoever. He didn't end up on his ass like Rashad Hill did again last week. (laughs) Um, There's room for improvement, but there's also just by the viewing of those reps, and I think there was only about a dozen of them, and most of them were pass reps versus run reps. He was so much better. Yeah. And he kept his side. He get nobody came close to Kirk Cousins on his side except for when Kirk rolled into him. That was it. He didn't let anybody buy. I want just like some of the viewers here have talked about, some of the people in the chat, I want to see him start. I want to see him start this weekend. Yeah.
1: I you don't know. I don't know if we'll get it this weekend. Um uh, I, I, I still think that it's going to be a rotation this weekend and then I think coming out of the bye, I think you see him start full time. I, I don't agree with that. I think he if he's I think what we saw last week proves that he's kind of ready to go and should just be learning on the fly as it, with in game experience. Um, one thing that stood out to me was even when a, a defensive lineman came in and kind of gave him a, gave him a little push, mm-hmm. his ability to, to kind of bend and reestablish his position, um,
0: yeah, and, he had anchors, and,
1: and still just keep those defensive linemen away from from Kirk Cousins. I think, I think it's it's very reminiscent of when Rashad Hill went down in the Packer game four years ago, and Brian O'Neill came in in limited pass reps, um, and you know, since that point, you know, Brian O'Neill has improved. Tremendously to the point that we just gave him a huge contract extension. He's our right tackle of the future. I saw a lot of similar things with Christian Darasaw on the left side. Um, and, and I, I really do hope that, uh, that he turns out to be that, that, that cornerstone over there. Um,
2: and I think he will be. And I think it yeah. is time now. I mean, as soon as I think it was Trey Flowers, is that his name? Uh, mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. Trey, yeah. Trey Flowers, Bull Rush, um, hill and made him you know pancake the hell out of him you know flapjack and and then sacked kirk you know that that should have been the end of it carisade mm-hmm. was playing well he should have stayed in the game the rest of the time which i think he did after that series but um we shouldn't see rashad hill anymore unless there's an injury he didn't they alternated even even after yeah. that I, I couldn't remember yeah, they I was, alternated. You know. and if it's just
0: if he like i've gone on on previous shows if it's He should know the playbook by now. Now, granted, he's going to be slow. He's still thinking. Um, He's not in the automatic mode yet. And it shouldn't be endurance either. Um, At this point, stick him out there for a whole game. Yeah, if he gets gassed, replace him for Hill for a few snaps. But he shouldn't be at that point. He's young. He's a rookie. He should be able to handle this. And what... Not a better game to start than this weekend. The edges for um, the Panthers aren't that good. They're not,
2: yeah. Well, like playing well, a couple. Brian weeks Burns ago. is one of the best, and Brian Burns is one of the best in the league. But he'll be matched up. I think, if I remember correctly, he's more of a left defense end, so he'll match up against um, our right tackle, Brian O'Neill, and their their right defensive end. I don't think is great, like you had said, Dave. Um, if I remember, it's like Morgan Fox or something like Morris. that, and Hassan Reddick. I know, know last uh, Hassan Reddick, yeah, and I think he plays more of like a like yeah, the, outside linebacker, a linebacker, li- yeah, outside linebacker who rushes yeah. quite a bit. Um, but Burns like is like gross, only gross.
0: Burns has only got a fifty four point six overall rating on PFF.
2: I mean, apart. I'm not too worried about that per se. I mean, I just know the talent that that guy has. He's incredible. Uh, he's an incredible player. And, um, and then they have Gross Matos, I think, is how you say his name, from uh, Penn State, uh, second-year player. Yeah. Again, he hasn't shown much to be anything really this year um, that I know of. But um, I, I, I don't like discrediting players on the other teams. When True. i know that they have potential we did that against the the Bengals and they ripped us up right so um, <laughs> and, and and Brian and Brian Burns is a hell of a player but you're right dave this is the great time to do it because this is a good defense so yeah. you're but he's not going against Miles Garrett is what, what i'm saying he's not going against Miles Garrett yep exactly he's not going against the elite of the elite and um and, and it's a good opportunity for us to put our best player in there I mean, that's a good defense, regardless if they have a good defensive end on that side. Um, they'll scheme things away to, to make it happen. And you need your best players out there at all times. And plus, he's going to
0: have an extra defense. week to rest if he's tired afterwards. Yep,
2: yeah,
1: that is true. Exactly. Um, nice job on the just natural transition into the next uh, portion of the show, you two. Uh, so let's just continue on that. You just talked about the defensive line of the Panthers, kind of against our offensive line, particularly just the edge rushers against maybe O'Neal and Hill. But you did bring up Gross, Matos. Um, I think interior. I'm, I'm just kind of looking here. Morgan Fox uh, is one of their their defensive tackles, along with Derek Brown. Um, but Bradbury, Udo, and Cleveland have have proven, you know, through five games to be what we've asked for for the last three years, which is average, Um, and it's it's been fine. But um, overall, from an offense versus defense perspective, how do you think the Vikings' offense is going to do this weekend against this defense? Um, I think, you know, I want to give you credit because when we talked about that first game this year with the Bengals, we all kind of called them schmucks maybe, you know, kind of looked over them. (laughs) Brian ryan was the voice of reason on this show kind of telling us hey i wouldn't sleep on these guys you know they may not be household names but they're they're still good so i'm going to tap into that expertise again before i make an opinion here ryan uh tell us a little bit about what we have this weekend um are there household names we should watch for are there guys that we maybe don't know that we should look for
2: yeah, um, I mean, so we're we're gonna we're, we have our hands full. I think again. I mean, this is a, collectively this is a really good defense. Now, do they have a ton of you know nationally known names? No, because they're not a nationally known team because they're not as good as a, a Baltimore Ravens or or Kansas City Chiefs. But their defense is good, and they did do really well against us last year. I mean, we ended up winning the game, but um, actually they I think their defense scored all the touchdowns against us, uh, Jeremy Chin specifically. So we'll start there. He's their kind of roaming safety. He kind of plays a jack-of-all-trades, linebacker safety. He'll rush the passer, kind of like a Jamal uh, – uh, what's his name? Uh, Jamal Adams, is that his name? Yeah, from the Seahawks, mm-hmm. except for, in my opinion, better because he's a better coverage guy. Um, on the back end, um, so we'll start there. They have a revamped secondary. Um, they had some injuries because they uh, they they had brought on uh, J. C. Horn, who is probably my favorite cornerback in the last two drafts. Um, he broke his foot, so he's not going to be playing in this game. They traded for C. J. Henderson. They traded for Stephon Gilmore. He's not going to be ready to play yet. Um, Henderson will be playing. Dante John uh, Jackson, I think. Uh, so the secondary is going to be good strong linebackers. Um, Hassan Reddick's very good. Shaq Thompson's very good. Um, I can't remember. I think there are other guys. Carter, uh, he's a middle linebacker. I, I don't know much about him, so I'm not going to speak to him. Um, but there are some holes here, right? So the uh, the right side of their defensive line is um, uninspiring, and they're, uh, they're, they're um, cornerbacks that aren't or that are healthy aren't great right now. Right. So they, they have some guys banged up um, and, and there are other safeties, again, not the best safety in the world. They, they lost one of their, they lost their starter earlier this year. Um, I forget his name off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, they're down three corners right now. So we should be able to throw a keep saying that every week, uh, that the, corn, the the secondary is banged up and we still don't take advantage. We should have been able to do that against the um, Browns. Didn't do it. Should have been able to do that last week. Didn't do it. Should have been able to do that week one, and we didn't do it. So um, we really need to tailor our game plan around that. I don't think we're going to get a lot of rush um, opportunities here. One, because our offensive line hasn't been – doing great and the rush run blocking as it is, but they do have Derek Brown. He is a, I think he's a phenomenal defensive tackle. Um, and then you have Brian Burns there as well. So um, as you look at the matchups there, we should be able to, uh, you know, favorably uh, compete against the them in the air. Uh, yeah. I think they have AJ Boye, GMAC um, again, I think he's been hurt. So I, I don't know how up to speed he is uh, as of right now, but um yeah, so you know, that's the defense there. I, I think they collectively play well together. They're well-coached. Then they are big-name guys. So um, similar to, I guess, kind of how the Bengals have been this year because that defense yeah. has been better this year. So um, we need to be on our P's and Q's. I think, honestly, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, similar to the Browns game or even the last week. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game.
1: You bring up um, passing again. You know something that we probably should have done better last week, the week before, and even versus the Bengals. Um, and I don't know if it's it's in. Maybe you can help me out here. I don't know if it's just more of uh, the play calling from Clint Kubiak um, and being conservative, like we already kind of addressed this game. But they are. I, I just I just went and checked. They are the third best passing offense in the NFL, only behind the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Seattle Seahawks. So I know and, that and by Zimmer, what metrics
2: is that, uh, Matt,
1: what do you mean? Like just
2: yard, like yardage or efficiency uh, o- or
1: overall passing grade. I, I, I guess I don't know what specifically goes into PFFs. So, uh, so it's, it's just the grade. Of okay. okay. Yeah.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, but now I lost my train of thought here. Uh, i think i think what i w- I was going to say though is um you know i know zimmer likes to to sort of you know be that run first offense you know run to set up the pass at the play action etc um but i think that this is an opportunity we saw it way back in the day uh back when like god what's what's the old offensive coordinator's name that was here with Fraser? um then he went Bevel. We saw it mm-hmm. with Daryl yeah. Bevel a lot, right? And it was a way to kind of give Christian Ponder back in the day that confidence. You just come out and you just start firing, right? Getting a rhythm with your quarterback, start throwing. I want to see that this weekend, right? We know the pass game's good. We got weapons. K.J. KJ Osborne has proven to be a good wide receiver three. I think D.D. Westbrook's even still, uh, stepped up uh, a few times here. He got Jefferson and Thielen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Conklin's done well. I'd love to see if Herndon can do anything, but that's a he can talk for a whole hour on that. The thing is, no
2: Herndon can though. That's the thing is, Herndon can if we give him the opportunity. (laughs) We've thrown him the ball three times, and I think he's dropped it all three. I mean, I, I could be wrong on that, but I just know the talent that I, I've seen him play with in uh, with the Jets, he is a good playmaker when he's given the opportunities. Again, that could have mm. all fallen off, Dave. You're, you're And it
0: you're, could be chemistry WS2. issue. Who knows? Yep. But yeah, Her, the trade for Herndon has turned to be garbage awesome. because awesome. Hey. he hasn't produced squat.
1: Death, taxes, and a horrible overreaction trade by Rick Spielman – couple mm-hmm. weeks before the season. You can just count on all three of those things. Um, Absolutely.
2: <laughs> uh, to, to your point, though, Matt, uh, I think what you're getting to is you know, should we be looking at trying to pass the ball more uh, since we yes. have an efficient PFF grade? Now, let me just address the PFF grade. The PFF grade does not gauge how it, it grades how well we're, like, completing passes and, 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 and hitting the mark. It doesn't grade for the situational stuff, right? So it's not grading for the fact that, yes, we completed the 8-yard pass when we needed 10 yards to go, right? Yeah. That, that, that does nothing for us offensively. And that was week one. Week one, Kirk's stat line looked great. I mean, he missed – a handful of passes, high completion percentage, had, um, I think, two touchdowns, should have had a third with the Jefferson touchdown. So, you know, it, it's going to look great, but he dinked and dunked his way to a good stat line. And it wasn't a, um, in what I would, as, what I would grade as like a great passing day. Similarly to with the, um, even like last week, he played fine and he completed passes and whatnot. Yeah. He just, but we're, we're not, we're not winning with that, right? where week three what was that week three the Seahawks we were pushing the ball down the field we were getting the ball into our playmakers sure he missed a couple more passes than he typically would I don't care about your completion percentage I do but like I don't care as if your completion percentage is 75 versus 65 if that 65 you're taking those deep shots you're being more aggressive and you're and you're going for the win essentially right if you're going for the third and ten and you throw a 12 yards downfield versus eight yards and hope that your guy gets the extra two right so yes pff grade sure we're very good right but uh from a, from uh what i want to see out of this team I, I don't think it's quite the same and clint kubiak i think is more to blame than it is perk um because of the way that we're scheming up how we're doing this he did a really good job those uh weeks two and three of utilizing more you know movable pockets play action passes pre-snap motions, and I, I, I know we're still doing it, but we're just not doing it enough in these last couple of weeks, and it's hurt us, especially against Cleveland and those really strong pass rushes. So, yes, I agree. We should utilize this efficient and effective offense or passing offense to throw more. I think we just need to do it in a more effective way, which is downfield and uh, pass the sticks because we have the receivers to do it.
0: Today... Um... Phil Mackey on Purple Daily, pretty sure that was the show it was on, was talking about a particular stat that measures that. It says a pass on first down is expected to go minimum to be successful. A successful pass rate or distance is expected to go X number of yards. It may have been four yards, right? On third down is expected to go six yards, or 75% of the distance. Uh, are on second down. And on third down, it's supposed to go beyond the sticks to get third a first fourth, down. it it's
2: got to be 100%. Yep. Right,
0: yep. and if it doesn't get that 100% to get that first down, it's marked as it's not a successful pass. And in that metric, Kirk Cousins was third from the bottom because he sh- dinks and dunks. Last season on uh, one of the In the Raw shows, I was railing on Kirk and... Uh, Ted and Drew were like, why, Davey threw for 29 out of 31 passes or 32 passes. And I said, yes, but not a single one. There was one pass that went beyond 10 yards, and none of them went further than that. And they were like, no, but he keeps complete passes. He's good. No, he's not getting the distance we need to get first downs and continue drives. That is a successful offense, passing offense. And that, I believe, falls not necessarily on – Kirk, um, Kirk, um, because, yes, maybe Kirk is partially to blame if he's going, well, there's two high safeties I'm not throwing over there. That's a problem when you're throwing to the best receiver in all of football or close Mm -hmm. to it.
2: But if... And, and it's it, but like, to your point, Dave, you do need to make smart decisions, right? If you have right. too high safeties, you know, you don't want to, you know. You don't want to just put put shotgun it, and it. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But, it, it, but you also need to know. advantage of the times where they come out of that, and they don't do that. They stick to the game plan, right. which is but even and dunking. Even
0: with that, if even if you're using JJ as the decoy to run the safeties out, then run somebody over the middle or an acrosser that is at the sticks or just beyond the sticks and have that guy your primary target versus the two-yard dump-off to C.J. Ham or the screen five yards behind the line of scrimmage to Adam Thielen or Conklin or whomever who instantly gets picked up by the um, cornerback. That's what we're (laughs) saying. You've got to – this is all part of either Kirk execution or the planning of Clint Kubiak telling him, you've got to change who you're looking at as your keys and go for these plays. This is where it's designed to be open to get us these first downs. Period. This is where you go. Last last resort – is that little dink off dump off pass, right? But that's not your primary. That should be your third or fourth option, and that's mm-hmm. what we're not seeing. And that's what I think, Ryan. Pardon me, but I think that's what you're trying to say. Is that exactly? Is exactly not what we're not seeing. Mary I, I asked, "Why can't interrupt. they figure this out, David?" Mary, I, I, I'll talk to you offline on that one.
1: Yeah, I, I have to interrupt. Uh, I love the passion. We got to keep this show moving. Uh, This is where I wanted to start lightning round, but there's still two things I want to kind of touch on for this preview. Um, And I also have like a million other thoughts going through my head because I saw Ryan pour a drink. We didn't talk about drinks tonight. Ryan's drinking Four Roses. I was drinking Four Roses, so my mind's kind of blown there. Dave, quick, what were you drinking tonight?
0: Uh, Carbach Hopadilla. Let me get there. It's got a Those little armadura. All
1: right, all right, all
0: right. IPA. It's not bad. Uh, it's part of the uh, 18 this- pack or the 12 pack I get for $15.5, which is a great price. It's very good IPAs. It's a mixture. There you go. Three of each. And I can't beat the price, so I'm going to stick with it with the price. Okay. Until okay. they go back wish- up.
1: I was drinking Four Roses, and then I switched to make Golden, so I, I hit my classy
0: well, and
2: my trashy tonight.
0: Well, Ryan f- can feel free to send me a bottle of that Small Batch. I have not tried that Small Batch. I love no, Four it's, Roses.
2: it's good. But, uh, small it's, Batch is the best one. So they, they have three main bottles they sell in liquor stores. They got the regular Four Roses, they got Small Batch, and they got Single Barrel. Single Barrel is a little spicier. It's mm-hmm. good, but it's a little p- more potent. The uh, yeah, regular four roses really is, is solid. It's just it's a good, cheap everyday. But small batch is small batch is know, uh, you can drink this too. every day, and you can really enjoy it without any ice. Without I mean, just uh, neat it's a good sipping whiskey. Yes. Oh,
1: absolutely, Dave. You and come affordable. up here, we'll... It's like thirty. Joseph, out
0: I yes, haven't sir. drank Lone Star beer since college, and that was back in the early eighties. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, t- to keep. Man, I just wish we could keep talking about all this stuff for hours. Um,
0: hey, I got plenty of time. I'll buy more. I if know, I
1: don't want to. I don't want to keep the the show too long tonight. But for people in the chat, um, before we get to lightning round, um, it's I Mary's forgot one. Captain Morgan. I for yeah, I've had a, many trips with Captain myself, <laughs> uh, and most end in the bathroom. So Ooh,
0: Raymond's doing a apertif, Bailey's.
1: Um, the, the one thing I want to ask people in the chat to do quickly, because um, I left it out of my lightning round, is if you could just, um, I'll, I'll pick two of them, but if you could just like come up with um, a headline for Sunday's game or Monday's game, I would say. Um, if you could just put a comment in there and say, you know, this is what's going to be the headline on Monday, and then we'll react to it when we, when we get to lightning round. Ryan, real quick. In like three minutes, um, I want you to talk about two things. The Vikings' DBs containing the the Panthers' weapons, because uh, the biggest name we haven't even talked about yet is Christian McCaffrey, whether or not he does or does not play. I think we should still address that. The second thing I want you to talk about, um, I, it's really the opposite side of what we just talked about for passing first, but is this the game where we should really pound the rock because – the Panthers are one of the worst teams in tackling. And if Dalvin's healthy and ready to roll, he's the most uh, – one of, if not the most, elusive running backs in the NFL. And I don't know if you can take him down if you're the worst tackling team in the NFL. So get sure. on those two points, yeah. and then Dave, let's fire up this music.
2: All right. So, real quick, I think McCaffrey does play. Um, I think uh, he was close to playing last week, actually, I think, and they decided to hold him out uh, to wait for this week, or not even just to wait for this week, but just give him one more week to get healthy. Um, He's going to be a handful for us. Uh, We have. one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL in Eric Hendricks. Um, And so that, that helps, but we do typically do struggle against uh, pass catching backs and he's the best of the bunch. So um, a a healthy McCaffrey, um, is going to get a healthy 10 targets out of the backfield and plus his ability to run the ball effectively um, where our run, uh, our run defense has not been great. I mean, even the lions kind of, ran it up on us a little bit. The Seahawks did uh, obviously the Browns did. So we need to be able to mitigate uh, that. But when you do do that, you have to worry about him out of the backfield as well, which is again, just a handful. So uh, that's, that's going to be tough. Number one, number two, DJ Moore, DJ Moore is a phenomenal receiver. He doesn't get the flowers that he deserves because, you know, again, he's, he hasn't had the best QB play in, in the world. Um, and since he's been with Carolina. Uh, however, he's a, a very effective route runner, uh, very twitchy, and he's tough to take down. Uh, he's kind of like a running back built into a receiver. So uh, he's phenomenal hands. I, I think he's a phenomenal receiver. And then you have this deep thread in Robbie Anderson. Um, I don't know much about Terrace Marshall. I, I, I expected a lot out of him coming out of LSU, uh, but I haven't heard much about him um, so far in, in terms of his NFL career. So I'm not going to sweat him too much. Uh, I think really our, our main three focus needs to be um, CMC, DJ Moore, and, and Robbie Anderson. And then, yeah, I, I, in a group chat we were talking earlier, um, they have an up-and-coming tight end. I don't think he is – Um, somebody that we definitely need to worry about, but Tommy tremble. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming into his own again. He's splitting a lot of the, 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 the reps with Ian Thomas and, um, and now that Dan Arnold is out of, out of town, he went, got shipped down to Jacksonville for CJ Anderson. Um, He's getting more opportunities, and granted, he's not doing anything spectacular. But he's catching touchdowns, Uh, and he had a really good game two week he he had uh, he had a really good game I think two weeks ago, Um, and not really good, but he had a couple big catches and one of them for a touchdown. Um, So, you know, something another red zone threat that we have to worry about on top of more Anderson and um, uh, McCaffrey. So, of course, um, Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. Yeah, And then, and then, yeah, whenever, whenever you have McCaffrey out, you do have Hubbard who is an effective downhill runner. Um, He can catch the ball a little bit out of the backfield, a significant downgrade. We do want Hubbard in the game as much as possible versus McCaffrey. But, um, but, you know, I think, I think, you know, McCaffrey, if, if healthy is going to get the full workload Um, in terms of our defense here, or um, yeah, in terms of our offensive game plan, in terms of pounding the rock, Again, they have effective got linebackers. Like Sixty seconds. Yeah, they, they have effective <laughs> linebackers. They have uh, and a couple of really strong uh, defense alignment. I think we can run the ball on them. Uh, however, I think our uh, le- pass of uh, path of least resistance is going to be through the air. Jeez. Even though they are uh, a opportunistic team out uh, uh, in terms of picking the ball and causing those turnovers that way, um, if we game plan appropriately, I think we can uh, utilize Jefferson and Thielen to our advantage against these cornerbacks. However, when you do have Dalvin Cook, you got to feed him the rock a little bit because he is one of the best backs in the game when healthy. So,
1: boom! Thank you. That was perfect. That was very speedy. Just how just how we I needed drive. it. I trust um you. I I see a few headline comments uh in there. If people can give a few more, uh then I'll pick from those when we get to there. But it's now my new favorite time of the week. Uh it's the lightning round, Dave. Hit the music. Mm. Doesn't that just get you pumped up? Can we just keep <laughs> that on repeat till the show ends?
0: Um
1: <laughs> I'm a horrible host I didn't go back and pull last week's uh, records Um, do you remember any offhand Ryan
2: uh, and I, I don't. I didn't keep track of it at all. So that that's on me. Okay. I should have. Uh, I, I I think we were all very optimistic, and I don't think we did a great job in terms of uh, what ended all up right. happening because we thought, you know, Donald Cook would get a lot of yards. He didn't end up playing. We thought that Kirk was going to throw for a ton of touchdowns. He didn't end up doing that. Uh, we thought that we were going to contain. Um, actually, I. Thought Swift would get loose on us a little bit, which he did. Um, Dave and Crockett definitely thought we'd mitigate that. Um, so yeah, we, we had a couple of those things, but that's about it. I mean, I, I, we did not do a great job last week. On the right. under I think we did beat I, the
0: sack total though.
2: We did do the yeah the sack total for both Hunter oh, and for the rest of the team. The whole team we did uh, get correct. Yep.
1: All right. Well, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's Vikings happy hour lightning round. Uh, I will do a better job next week of uh, coming back to this show and giving everybody feedback, but here we go. Ryan, we're going to start with you here. It's the over under section. Uh, Daniil Hunter, two and a half sacks this weekend. He's going up against right tackle Taylor Montan, Montan or Montan uh, either way.
2: Moton. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go under. I don't think, I think he's an effective right tackle. Uh, Hunter is on a tear right now, and I do think he gets ASAC, but I don't think he gets three. So I'm going to go with. All right.
1: All right. Dave, moving over to you. Uh, The Vikings defense, one and a half interceptions. We saw Eric Kendricks with one last week. Harrison probably should have had one. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you think? I'll
0: go over. They're due. Okay. They're gelling. They're getting better and better week by week.
1: All right. Uh, Ryan switching right back to you here, Kirk Cousins passer rating over or under 98 and a half. Uh, I will say his first three games were over and his last two games have been under. So take that for what it's worth.
2: Until Clint Kubiak can prove to me that he can come up with a good game plan that's going to effectively put Kirk in a position to go over on that, like he did in week two and three, um, I'm going to say under, especially against his defense.
1: All right. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, Dave, last over and under Adam Thielen, four and a half receptions. He's only got five total in the last two games. Fans are starting to become irate
0: Deservedly so. It's he's got to be targeted more, and that has to have been brought up to Clint and Kirk. That hey, second best receiver on the team, who's a Pro Bowler, is right over there. Throw him the damn ball. I'm going. You're
1: saying over then?
0: He's gonna have a good
1: day. All right, let's switch over to buy sell. Um, we'll stick with. Well, no, no, no. We'll we'll go back to Ryan because I want I I love having Dave talk about O line. Uh, <laughs> buy sell Ryan Mike Zimmer is he on the hot seat?
2: I'm selling all of my stock that I have in all of my different funds to buy that. Mike oh, hot seat. I, I like am that. buying I am buying all the Mike Zimmer's on Hot Seat Stock Yep
1: Alright uh, Dave I know what the answer is going to be You're going to go broke on this uh, But are you <laughs> buying or selling Christian Derrissaw's debut
0: Oh I would buy it in a heartbeat Now whether yeah, it happens okay. or not <laughs> Is a different question. Um I would buy it in a heartbeat. Uh do I think he will? Yes, I do think they will start him. All right. They still may do the rotation, but I do think he starts.
1: Sweet. Can you get that music going again? Yeah. <laughs> that music's I like it. It just pumps me up, man. I don't know what it is. Um we talked about it earlier in the show, Ryan. First, it was the Vikings offense surging. Now it's the Vikings defense. They're not quite matching the level that they should be on to, to meet in the middle, But just sticking to the Vikings side of the ball, are you buying or selling the last couple of weeks of the Vikings defense?
2: We played a good defense. We played a good offense um, in Week Four in the Browns, uh, even though Baker played completely awful. I don't think it was our defense that made him play awful. I think he just good had an contributed, off day. though. Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit. A little you know, bit. We we're in his we were, we we're in his face a little bit, but Getting he also was just hand. missing. He was he was missing wide open throws as well, right? That so, too. Um. So, and, and then last week we just played an awful offense. Like they're not a good offense and they still came down the field and, and scored Whether they scored 17 points on us. So I'm, I'm selling that. I don't think this defense is great. Um, I think they will be better than the first couple weeks. I don't think they will be as like, I don't think we're going to be holding teams to 14, um, 14, 17 points on a weekly basis. Um, I think we're going to be somewhere like in the to. middle. I would yeah. love to. Uh, you're absolutely right. But I think we'll be somewhere in the middle. Like, The first few weeks, we were, like, letting up, like, 30-some points a game or something Mm -hmm. like that, wasn't it? And then then now we're letting up, I think, the last two weeks just in the teens. I think we're going to average somewhere in the mid-20s.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, Dave, last buy or sell here. Are you buying or selling Everson Griffin's resurgence? This has been – I mean, I called it out in the group chat when he was signed him, I, th- I said he'd blow up again this year. And people were like, no, and no, you were no, right. I,
0: I, w- I didn't think that was the case. I thought he was basically washed, old and washed. But, no, I'm buying it. He is back. He is comfortable. He is back with in an environment that loves him. He is able to be Everson. And he looks five years younger. And he is playing it. Yeah. And as Andre Patterson said today in his presser, you know, he's telling him, I've got to limit his snaps so he lasts all season. He goes, I tell you that yeah. guy, tell you, the guy's in the press that, so I can hear it myself. Because right now, how he's playing, I don't want him out. He did mention, though, he will always be in on nickel situations, which I found very fascinating.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: but I'm I, buying it. Uh... Until we see otherwise, until he falls off, And that won't be probably until later in the season. But I'd rather have it later, after we get through the gauntlet for now, than right now. So, I'm buying wholeheartedly.
1: Uh, All right.
0: Sack Daddy's back. Ah.
1: (laughs) All right. So, we have one more section before predictions. I know Ryan is getting his uh, his special guest ready. We we don't have a guest this week, so uh, Ryan's son is going to step in and, <laughs> and hit us with his prediction this weekend. So I'm stoked for that. Uh, but before we get there, we had some headline comments. Uh, I'm going to use GMax' second one because the first one I just I don't know how we talk about it. Uh, so the first one I'm going to give to you, Ryan. Uh, you, you wake up Sunday morning, open up Pioneer Press. And it says, "Sweet Carolina Vikings, right the ship against the Panthers." What happened?
2: Uh, we blew them out because that means that the the offense and the defense both played up to par to the point where we righted the ship. Right? It's always been one or the other playing well. Every all three phases of the game played well, and we won the game. Maybe not even a blowout, but uh, a, a well a good team. Oh, no, you said no. blowout. Okay, sure, blowout a, a blowout team win. <laughs>
0: What's the definition of a blowout? Two touchdowns or more? Ten points or more, yeah.
1: Um, Dave, I will let you pick between the next two headlines. You can either choose Vikings enter the bye week at 500, courtesy of Joseph's leg, or Daniel gave us the Kerzim waiting out of mediocrity.
0: him waiting? I don't understand that second one.
1: Well, Kirk and Zimmer. Right. Combined.
0: What do you mean, wading out of? Like wading out of water?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I would go with the second one that okay. they're wading out of mediocrity. They're getting better than just mediocre.
1: Okay. All right. There it is, folks, as your headlines. Um, before we tie up this show here, we have predictions. We're going a little over, but I'll give you a quick recap on the season. Um I have the same record as your Minnesota Vikings and probably will throughout the rest of the regular season. I'm at 2 and 3. Uh Ryan is at 3 and 2. Uh the guest 3 and 2.
2: Yeah. Am
1: I at 3
2: and 2? I thought I was at 4 and yeah.
1: 1. No, you're You got one wrong, didn't you? Maybe I, I got one, it wrong. I
2: got one wrong.
0: And you got mine right wrong. Last I'm week. at 2 and 3. All
1: right, All right well Ryan says he's at 4-1, everybody, so oh well. The the guests of the show, whether it's Mary, whether it's, you know, I forget all our other guests, Brandon, uh, Crockett, whatever, uh, that's 2-3. and three. Dave is 2-3 as well. He took a sacrificial loss a couple of weeks ago. And so let's dive into this. I know we have somebody anxiously waiting um, to kind of talk about what he thinks the Vikings are going to do this week. And so here he is. Uh, Ryan's son is going to be our honorary guest of the week. He's got his Viking sweatshirt on. (laughs) Let's go.
0: What a handsome young man.
1: What's up, buddy? What do you think the Vikings are going to do this weekend?
2: So we're going to score 24 to 17. The Vikings are going to score 24. And the Panthers are going to score 17.
1: All right. There it is. All right. A 24-17 victory. (laughs) By our guest of the
2: week, he killed. He, he just ran. He just ran. Dove over the couch. Uh, he he oh, wow. was he was nervous, but he hey, that's a good prediction there.
1: That was a very good prediction, and I, I hope it comes. true. I'm just proud so, that he well. had
2: like the scores somewhat right, like because uh-huh. you know, yeah. I didn't tell him no scores, so he just came up to me, so like that's a viable score, not like five to yeah. one or something like that. It wasn't you know?
1: some outrageous like fifty-eight to twelve. You know he he knows his stuff, right? Um, he does. You know I'll go I'll go here. Um,
2: He's a G Mac.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna try not to be as um, as homery as I have been in the past. I know Vegas odds say this is a toss up. I think it's like a a one point spread, right? It's it's not. And I think it's, it's basically back and right. forth. Yeah, it's basically a pickup game here. Um, I think the Vikings win twenty to eighteen. It's, it's going to be a weird. I, I I feel a safety coming. Market here on this show, I called it. There's a safety coming in this game. Jordan Berry's going to boot it deep. Everson Griffin's going to get it, and if that happens, um, I'll buy somebody a jersey so <laughs> oh, could be myself could be myself but i'll buy someone one uh ryan what do you got this weekend
2: uh yeah i've been i've been going back and forth all day about this because i knew you're going to be asking and I, I i really haven't decided who I, I have a score i have 17 14 i just don't know who's oh. gonna be on the top there you want me uh, to go to dave first <laughs> that's all right i i Oh, just, they're, they're, they're in Carolina. They've lost a couple in a row. They're, they're hungry to win. I'm going to go Panthers win 17, 14.
1: Oh my gosh. Ryan. All can't right. all be
2: homers. We can't all be homers. I hope I'm wrong. Obviously you guys know I want them to win. I don't purposely I, pick them to I, lose every week. Cause I don't like the team. I love the team. He's I, doing this sacrificial and we'll, Go I, I'm not. I'm not doing a sacrificial. I just don't know. I just don't believe in this specific team and this coaching. What so, I am until the coach surprised. can prove to me that they can call a good game plan, get the team to play good offensively, defensively, and on special teams. Until they can put the package together, when we play good teams, good to be- and better teams, this is just a good team. Lions are a bad team. This is a good team, a good team or a better team or a great team or an elite Thank you, team. Thank Joseph. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say that uh, they're not winning these against good teams right now. So I'm gonna until they show me they can do it. I'm gonna pick them to lose. So 17-14 Panthers.
1: You know what surprises me, Dave? Huh? Uh, Apparently Ryan's bias is only with the Oklahoma Sooners because everything (laughs) else he just speaks the truth about. But when it comes to the Sooners, it's just like blinders up. I they will always hey, I'm,
2: re- I'm realistic <laughs> with them too. The issue is is they play in a conference that's garbage for the most part, and they should be able to win every game. Now when they get the college football playoff, my tune changes if they have to go up against Georgia or Alabama.
0: Okay.
1: Dave, what do we got for a prediction from you?
0: I want to say the Vikings win. <laughs> Let's go. Um I'm three going three
1: people got it right this week.
0: I'm going twenty seven. Seventeen.
1: Okay, Ooh, ten point okay. win. So That's the a Vi- good win. Vikings. I hope you're right, Viking- Dave. The hey, I hope that- I'm right
0: too. But long. I think whether it be having a scripted second half coming out or whatever <laughs> it is, I hope it works. And like everybody says, that the offense comes together and the defense comes together, and that we really don't have to rely on special teams. Yeah, if Joseph Head yeah. kicks a game winner, great but I don't want him to kick a game winner. I want him to kick extra points because we're two touchdowns or better ahead.
1: I agree. I agree. Yep. I agree. 100%. A win this weekend puts us at 500 right into the bye week. That's exactly what this team needs to make Mm -hmm. a little final push here before the gauntlet of the Cowboys, Ravens, Packers, Niners. I mean, it's coming, folks. So need to get this one. Need to get on the right track. Uh, come out of that bi week strong. So um, this was hey, fun. Real, real, yeah. real
2: quick. I know we're yep. over time here, but quick like shout I know. out to talk my about wife. The Sooners. No, no, no! Quick <laughs> shout out to the, to my wife here. She uh hooked me up with this shirt. Don't oh my gosh. Okay. If you were to like know me as a person, guys, obviously <laughs> I'm Sooners, Vikings. um I think people know about Kanye, but. You know, golf and hip hop are probably my two like favorite things. So um so shout out to the wife for hooking me up with this shirt. She just surprised me with it uh yesterday. So oh, very that's happy awesome. With it. So, Always keep the women in your life I, happy. And of course she got the Brandon, you know, ready to come make that prediction
1: tonight. So <laughs> uh Ryan, two Ooh. seconds. Joseph, he loves talking sooners with you. Give us the score prediction this weekend.
2: If Caleb Williams plays Blowout, and I'm talking 18 point blowout. Um, if they go go back to Spencer Atler, I, 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 I think it's a close game. If they go back to Spencer Atler,
0: okay, I right. just brought up uh PFF's green line to look at the line. Yeah, um, they have the Panthers started out favored. But the betting line has moved it. Now the Vikings are favored by one.
1: No, no, we ought to be underdogs. Hopefully that changes by
0: Friday. So, (laughs) just what it is. And Daniel said we have the best receivers they've seen yet. That is true. Uh, The easiest schedule in the league coming up are the previous four games has been, I believe, for the Panthers and Minnesota. Right? They both are right there. Um, this should be a good test for Carolina and to see where we are against them. So, and I think we're better.
1: Well, I do too. Ryan's the only one that doesn't, so whatever. We'll <laughs> revisit. Oh.
2: He needs more Four Roses.
1: <laughs> that is true. I get more and more I
2: negative, wanna... the drunker and drunker I get, so. <laughs>
1: For everybody, you guys lit up the chat tonight. That was fantastic. If you're listening to this uh, on the podcast, uh, I appreciate you guys uh, listening along. We have a lot of shows still coming up, uh, even into the bye week next week. I think, barring a Zimmer firing, Vikings Happy Hour will be taking a week off with the Minnesota Vikings, just to kind of regroup. It's a long season, so uh, we will probably be off next week. But uh, for the rest of the crew... Uh, we got Flip and Eric back tomorrow night with Vikings Hot Takes. You can catch them at the halftime show uh, for, for the Thursday night football game. Dave is with his buddy, uh, two old bloggers, on Saturday. Yep. And I promise I'll be back this week for Vikings final score or CTP final score. Um, and then we restarted again next Monday uh, minus us. So for everybody in the chat uh, who joined us tonight, thank you, Ryan. Dave, fantastic as well. Um, I love the passion. We might need to record like a separate thing outside of here uh, just for like an extended cut, whatever. Because uh, I know Dave could get going and going and going on, on some topics. So um, thank you both for joining tonight. And uh, let's go into the, the, the bye week 500. What do you say, folks? Uh,
2: uh, let's that's do all it. I got. I vote for it. That's I all I it.
1: got. Dave? You always ask this for me, but what do we say?
0: Skull (laughs) Vikings! Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your
2: favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody!